Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you all are having an absolutely awesome day today. And it's good to see over last night and this morning that a significant amount of people in mainstream media and in alternative media and just on social media are starting to push the John Hopkins study that I talked about yesterday. I mean, as I've seen people talking about it everywhere, which is an excellent thing because people need to understand what really happened over the last two years. And I'm glad to see so many people are promoting it. And what's interesting about it is, you know, it's not that we're out here saying, you know what, we want everybody to basically grovel at us or we want people to you know come back and say oh this is a absolutely detrimental mistake what john hopkins said it's a detrimental mistake but it would at least be nice to hear the mainstream media at least once say you know what we were wrong on this entire topic and we apologize and we ask for forgiveness for completely and totally basically urinating the bed and not doing anything that we were supposed to do for the last two years. But sadly enough, we're not going to get any of that at all. But I can thank our listeners, our customers, our health masters family. Thank you for getting the truth out there. Everybody that I've been talking to, emails, phone calls, people are getting the truth out there left and right. We had a couple come in this morning, Keith and his wife. I just missed them when I got into the office. They're a um, great customers, great Health Masters family out of Alabama, and I greatly appreciate their support. They came by this morning and, you know, helped us out, bought a few items, and, you know, that's really all it takes to keep small businesses going is you continue to support the companies that support you and keep the truth going. And it's really, really important, and not just with us, but just with any company that you know is a truth-telling company that is keeping the narrative, the real narrative, and the truth going out there. So again, I appreciate and thank you for the support of Health Masters. This is what we do here. We bring you the truth, and we allow you, and we tell everybody, make your own decision. Ted and I have been very crystal clear on that for years We want you to make your own decisions and make your own determination on what exactly is going on. Nobody, nobody, and I mean nobody, needs to be told, well, you can absolutely not talk about this. You cannot bring this up, nor can you basically ask a question about this. That is a serious problem, and we're seeing it right now. And clearly enough, GoFundMe just froze the Canadian Freedom Convoy page after it raised eight million dollars in two weeks froze it gofundme frozen eight million dollars in cash frozen this shows you right here the level of tyranny that's ensuing and if you guys remember like kyle rittenhouse he had a gofundme people started throwing cash for his attorney boom frozen this is what happens when you start dealing with the mega banks that continually go in and they monitor, control, and dictate what you can and can't spend your money on. And I'm going to address this right now because I've had a lot of people ask me this. This is why we do not have PayPal on our website. 
I know PayPal is extremely efficient. I know PayPal is extremely easy. I know it's really, really fast. I get that. The problem with PayPal is they're incredibly liberal, and they will at any point in time, if they do not like what you're saying, do not like what you're selling, or do not like anything simply about what you're doing, they'll freeze your account. I've watched it happen on three separate occasions now with different vendors. And when they freeze your account, it doesn't matter if you have $100 or, in case that I saw with one of my buddies, over a quarter of a million dollars in cash at PayPal, they'll just hold it. And they'll do an investigation until they can determine if your funds are legitimate. And I'm putting those you know, in basically quotes. And then they'll decide whether or not they're going to let you have your money. This is why I don't support PayPal, nor do I have PayPal on my website, just to answer that question for a lot of customers. So, again, thank you for supporting healthmasters.com. If you guys need anything, be sure to call us, email us. We're here to help you out the best we can. Other than that, how are you doing this morning, Dad? Oh, awesome. I'm doing absolutely wonderful as always. I'm back up to about 90, 95% on how I feel. A little bit of congestion of the lungs, but I, I started taking a product that we have. It's called Viagraphics, and it really, really works as far as getting rid of viral load in the body. And I added that to my, my regimen about three days ago, four of those a day, and it's really helped with my lungs and getting them clear again, which I'm really thankful for that. And so if you have a problem with lungs, increase your vitamin C and then also add that Viagraphics to it. Uh, you should be able to go through one bottle of it, and that should take care of it. I wouldn't keep taking it on a daily, regular basis unless you needed it. But it's a great product. And, again, I want to also thank all of our Health Masters customers and all of our Health Masters supporters and all the listeners to the show who support Health Masters. If it wasn't for you guys, we simply would not be here giving you the alt news from how we see it. Now, are we always right? No, like Austin said, no, not all the time. Sometimes we make a mistake. In fact, I've made mistakes before on a show because somebody gives me a bad story or gives me a basically a non-vetted story, and I go through it and try to figure out what's going on with it on the air and find out later that the story wasn't what it was supposed to have been. So I'll sometimes, and I've done this probably three or four times over the last you know seven, eight years, I'll just pull the whole show because I can't edit it because it goes out live. And there's really no way to edit it and put it back into the time slot because it's going to be too short of an interview. So, you know, I try my best to keep the news coming to you as honestly as I possibly can. This morning, Gene sent me an article basically talking about how we're going to have mass executions again as far as the people in Pelosi and all the rest of this Q nonsense. And said, this seems legit. And when you start digging into the website, you start finding out that half the grammar is wrong, half the information is wrong because somebody from another country is basically putting this information out as clickbait to try to get you to give them your credit card number via PayPal or basically order something from them. And then you start to realize very quickly it was all about getting your credit card information and your personal information as a troll. So be very, very careful on who you give your personal information, particularly credit card information to or bank account numbers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, I also I tell you this, and I tell you this very, very sincerely don't give out your bank routing information to anybody ever don't do it just don't do it it's not worth it you know, pay it with a credit card don't pay it with a wire transfer out of your account i don't give that information out because it allows people to wire money in and out of your account don't do that don't give them the wiring instructions and the routing numbers that's really important guys i had a friend of mine a few years ago he's dead now 
Uh, he died of, you know, basically remdesivir, but he was basically get, sent an email by, by someone in another country saying that they wanted to wire some money to him in order to try to clean the money to get it into the United States, et cetera, et cetera. You guys have all heard this scam. And my friend gave him the information, the wire, the money. It was the man's business account, and they wired $50,000 out of it into a country in sub-Sahara Africa, never to be seen again. I'm letting you know that happened to a person that I know. $50,000 disappeared. Don't give routing instructions and wire instructions. Don't even type that information on your emails. I know another guy. His email got hacked. And so he had, give, he had sent out wiring routing information, and somebody opened the email and wired money out of his account. I, I can't make this stuff up. Be very, very careful. As I wanted to cover that because it also was talking about PayPal, how they can just start seizing money. Now, now, now let's get to some of the current news. Black Lives Matter now has been busted in California. Apparently, there's $60 million that have disappeared. I guess they need to buy more mansions for their satanic leadership. And now the BLM has been told they have 60 days to come clean about their financials after the California Department of Justice, which really surprised me that they got involved in this because of their California super liberal, sends a scorching demand letters. The leaders of Black Lives Matter have 60 days to produce information about the charity's $60 million bankroll, according to a letter from the California DOJ to the activist organization obtained by the Washington Examiner. As Examiner notes, the letter comes just days after they uncover that BLM has no known leader in charge of its giant war chest since its co-founder resigned in May and that the Los Angeles address they listed on their tax filings was wrong. <laughs> You know, you can't make this up. I, we warned you guys about BLM being a satanic organization. We warned you about the had witches in charge of it, and these witches were basically doing whatever they wanted to do with the finances, including, including buying mansions. Thought I'd, you know, throw it out there again at you. So be very careful in who you support. Just because you're giving money, and I see, well, I only gave him $10. Okay, well, I got that, all right? So you're not going to lose more than 10 bucks. I got that. But the problem is, you know, if a million people give them $10, that's $10 million. And, and that's apparently what's happened here with BLM. People are going out and giving them 5, 10, 15, 20, 100, 2,000, 5,000, whatever dollars, and they've got this giant war chest now that's not accountable to anybody any longer. So this is what you run into when you start giving money to people that you don't know. Or, like Austin says, with this trucker convoy that has had their money frozen now up in Canada because PayPal decided that, you know, they're going to just freeze the money. You know, so this has happened. This kind of stuff happens all the time. So be very, very careful when you start giving out personal information, credit card information, and don't ever give them wire transfer instructions. Or, well, they'll say, just send me a copy of your check. Don't do that either. Avoid that. You know, it's just, you got to really throw some flags up if somebody says to you, "I don't want to use a credit card. I want to wire you a payment." Why don't you want to use a credit card? Well, I don't like using credit cards. I just want to wire you the money. Send me all your wiring information. Well, are they CIA? Hmm? Are they are they are they are they basically going in and doing a deep research to find how much money you've got in your account? Who who are these people? Why don't they have a credit card? Well, it's, it's a five hundred dollar payment I want to make you, but I don't want to give you a credit card. I just want to give you a wire transfer. My response is always no. I don't do that. I don't give out information like that. I just don't do it because. If you give out information like that, you're really compromising the integrity of your company or your personal finances and everything else because why do they need – I'm, I'm going I'm to say something. I don't mean to meddle on this, but I'm going to say something. I've had so many people over the years, they'll come to me and they'll ask me to borrow money. 
you know, and it's, it, I mean, it's just the way it is. And you, and, and my response is always the same. What collateral do you have? And they'll say, well, what do you mean collateral? I mean, like, do you have gold or diamonds or guns or what do you have that I can take to the pawn shop to get a value on? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, what I'm going to do is you're going to take a box of whatever you have and we're going to take it to the pawn shop. They're going to tell me how much it's worth. And then I'm going to loan you that money since you're my friend and I'm not going to charge you any interest. And they will, why, why do you want to do that? I'm like, because I have to collateralize the debt. Well, why, why, why do you, why won't you just give me the money? I said, Oh, you want me to give you money? Okay. You don't want to borrow money. You want me to give you money. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll give them a hundred dollars. I've done that many times. They say, well, here's a, here's a hundred dollars a gift. You know, you're my friend. Uh, no payment back. Don't worry about it. I don't, I'm not loaning you the money. I'm giving it to you. The way I look at that is if you're giving money to a church, whether you give it to a friend, what difference does it make if you're going to be giving X amount of money per, away every year anyhow? Who, who cares? I mean, it doesn't make, what difference does it make? Now, why do I say that? Because the years before I had not done that, invariably, pretty much every time when I loaned money to somebody without collateral, it didn't come back. The money just, and then you lose a friendship over it, just quite frankly is what happens. It's easier to collateralize it. Well, then they say, because the, the next question is this. Why, if you need to borrow money, don't you just put it on your credit card? Uh, well, I don't have a credit card, or my credit cards have been frozen. Oh, uh, why don't you go to the bank? Well, I have a 320 Beacon score, and I haven't paid the last 25 creditors, and I really don't make payments on anything. I really have a bad, bad credit history, and I just want you to just loan me some money. That's what you get into. And so, guys, listen to me. You know, there are a whole bunch of things that you've got to do in order to be successful. One of those things is you've got to treat people with respect. And if you borrow money from them, you need to pay it back. I'm just letting you know that. And I, and I see these people who have these continual bankruptcies. Every seven years, they file bankruptcy again, bankruptcy again, bankruptcy again. And they constantly defraud creditors. That's not of God, good friends. It's not. I'm letting you know that. You, you need to pay your bills. And you need to maintain good credit history. And you say, well, that's all because of that banking cartel. They, they do that credit stuff. That's right. They do. And the reason they did it was to make sure that they didn't loan money to people in the initial phases of that that basically didn't pay their bills. So it's really, really important to understand. That's why when you go to buy a car, you have to sign an application. And with the application, they run a beacon score. They want to find out what your credit rating is and if you pay your bills back. Really, really, really important. And if you're going to loan money to friends for various reasons they've gotten in trouble, just collateralize it, you know, with whatever I just told you to do, guns, gold, silver, whatever. Take it to the pawn shop. They'll say, we're going to give you $300 for this. Take the box, write a little note up, $300, and I always do it with no interest. And I'm going to give them, like, you know, 90 days to pay it back. And after 90 days, if it's not paid back, I just take the stuff to the pawn shop and get $300, and I'm done with it. That way you're supporting your fellow man, but you're not sticking yourself out there. Or I'll do like I told you earlier. If they're a friend, if they need a hundred bucks, I just give them a hundred bucks. Uh, years ago, I had a real good friend of mine come over, and he was basically uh, had got himself, had lost his job, and had started a new business, and was really financially devastated. And he's a good man. His wife is a great person. They're good friends. They've known him for almost forty years. And I went in the pantry. He came to the house, and I went into the pantry, and I just started loading up bags of food, organic food, and I carried it out to the car for him. And he goes, wow, Ted, I didn't expect you to do this. And I'm like, <clears throat> look, I've already asked if you wanted me to loan you some money or give you some money. You told me no, but I'm going to give you food. 
And, and so I, I gave him probably four or five hundred dollars worth of food. Why would I do that? Because we're Christians, aren't we? Doesn't the Bible say they'll know us by our fruits? That, that we, the one thing that we have that shows that we're different in the world is that we love one another. You know, when I tell you guys that I pray for you guys every day, I, I pray for you every day. Because I understand that if I don't, then I have not given my, I've made this obligation to. See, you guys don't remember this, but about three or four years ago, I told you that I was going to start praying for you every day. And I had prayed about that before I did that. Because that's a pretty big commitment to make. But I figured you guys were family anyhow, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it that way. I talked to a guy the other day, and he's a talk show host, and his talk show's done horribly bad. It has, and you know he's a doctor, and he's just um, he's not a good person, to be honest with you. And uh, you know I, I try my best to try to help him and mentor him along. He's younger than me, and he's just always going from one scam to another scam to one mess to another mess. This is this is this disaster. He changes his product companies all the time. He changes labels all the time so they didn't get bad reviews on them. His guys just a disaster. And I try my best just to walk him through life and try to help him. I have no idea why I do that, but I guess I've known him for so long now I'm kind of in the middle of it. And he had somebody call him up, and they tried to reach him, and they couldn't reach him. And finally they told him, they said, you don't care about us. They finally got him on the telephone. And he goes, you're right. I don't care about you. That's what he said. I don't care about you. And I, and I, and I said to him, I said, what kind of absolutely awful statement is that? I said, you know, if you don't care about your listeners, no wonder your show doesn't do any numbers. No wonder nobody listens to you. People can tell by the way you act whether or not you're real or not. And I said, buddy, you're not real. And I said, that's why your show never grows, and that's why it's always a mess. So be real. It's really, really, really important to be real. By the way, an SUNY New York professor has come out with a bunch of books now. He's under review by SUNY, and uh, he basically is saying that he basically it's a mistake to think that pedophilia is wrong. And there are evolutionary advantage to child-adult sex, the stinking pervert. This is uh, Professor Stephen Kirshner, teaches liberal philosophy and applied ethics at the university. As part of his libertarian philosophy, Kirshner believes that society's relationship to pedophilia is what's wrong, and that consenting adult relationships between children and adults could actually be a good thing. I'm going to stop here because I'm about, I'm about to throw up. I'm about to reach to the screen and slap this guy upside the head. I don't want to do that either, so I'm going to break my iPad. But the reality is, is this. These people believe this, and I can pretty much guarantee you he's a Kabbalist. I guarantee you he's a, probably a Luciferian, and he's promoting this agenda. This is the underlying agenda that they all want, including Hillary Clinton and all the rest of them. They want to make this legal so it's no longer stigmatized and so there's no longer laws against it on the books. This is the whole point of all of this stuff that they're doing with the Kabbalah and who they believe and what they believe they're going to do. And it's really important to understand that this is something that we've got to stand against. I mean, this is something that you've got to just say, no, you people are a bunch of sick, stinking perverts. I want to reach through my screen and slap you upside the head. All right. That's the strength of your resolve on all of that, because these people want to hurt little children. And Jesus warned them, you hurt the little children. Because remember, the same group of people, this Luciferian Kabbalist sect that crucified Christ, the same group of the ancient Canaanite worshipers, the ones who were masquerading as priests in the temple, who he finally called and told them that they were the children of the devil. Jesus said this to them, the same sect who claimed to be Jews but were not. They were of the synagogue of Satan. We covered it in the show yesterday. They were also abusing young children, which is directly forbidden by the, the books of Moses, the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They were going in 
and basically sodomizing these young kids and basically using them for these rituals they were doing. It's the same group that has run the planet. And Jesus said, it's better for you that a millstone be tied around your neck. You'd be dropped into the deepest parts of the ocean. In other words, when God gets a hold of you, he's going to slap you tight for this. In other words, you're going to be in trouble for this one. You know, to me, it's like the different levels of hell with Dante's Inferno. I believe there's different levels of punishment in hell. I believe that. And I believe the people that are involved with against these children, like this weirdo, I believe they're going to be in the deepest, darkest regions of the netherworld of hell when their judgment comes. I believe that. I believe that they're that big of an abomination and a stench in God's nostrils. And so, guys, listen to me. Stand firm in what you believe about all of this stuff and be vocal about it. Don't just pretend like it and laugh it off and say, well, some pervert, dude. No, this is the same way that the homosexual agenda has gotten pushed into our lives. Same way. Now they're transgenders. They get pushed that in there, too. And now little boys want to be little girls because they're being told they're little girls. All of this is the same satanic cabal that's done all of this stuff. We've, we've opened up we, – we, well, years ago I had a, a Mastercraft, and I remember one day we were – we put it in the water. And we were skiing around, and all of a sudden I looked at the boat, and all of a sudden I got water down around my feet. Boat's filling up with water. And I had drained the boat the last time I had used it, and I forgot to put the plug back in it. And the boat was filling up. So, like, so I had pumps on the boat, so I reached them, hit the pumps to pump the water out, and I reached down inside the engine compartment. I put the plug back in, and I basically stopped the leak, and I pumped the water back out of the boat. That's exactly what's happened to Christianity. We left the plug out. And the boat's filled up with water, and we got filled up with name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, weirdos, and all these crazy people out there that are doing crazy stuff against God's word, and nobody's bothering to put the plug back in the boat because nobody wants to call these clowns out. And that's why I tell you, you got to call them out for what they do. You know, ironically, just a few weeks ago, you know, Bill Maher and Austin talked about this, about how the left has become so radical. And he started going into detail about the thing with COVID and how Florida was an open state and how we were doing, they were so, we we're doing so much better down here in Florida than they were doing up in New York and up in California. And we were a completely open state. In fact, he says, I asked for the COVID deaths by state. This is a hundred thousand people, Maher said, according to the Daily Wire. The worst is Mississippi. My home state, New Jersey is the fourth. New York is sixth. West Virginia, Massachusetts are 10 and 11 right together. And here we are. The poster board for keeping stuff open was Florida. There were 17. So New York and New Jersey did worse than Florida. Then he goes on to say that we're not telling the truth about what's happening. And when he did this, he was absolutely eviscerated by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goldberg, he placed special emphasis on children, either knowingly or unknowingly, trying to shoehorn her argument into the favor of the children who are disproportionately not affected by COVID. You see, Whoopi basically tried to cancel culture Bill Maher. Now, listen to me. I'm not a Bill Maher fan. But Fox has been picking him up and been playing him all the time because now he's starting to talk like a doggone centrist, even, you know, slightly, you know, conservative. And I, you know, I, over the years, I've listened to him on HBO and I've listened to specials that he's done, uh, not because I have HBO because I do not, because they would play a segment on another broadcast. And what would end up happening, I'd say, well, I agree with that or I agree with this or I agree with that. And he's one of the only liberals that if I had the opportunity to go on with, because he's a pretty smart dude, I would love to sit there and debate with him. I would. Now, I wouldn't compromise anything about my Christianity. I wouldn't do any of that. I, I would just talk to him about Jesus. And so I don't know how long the interview would be. It would probably be pretty short. But the point is I would actually go on with him because I actually respect some of the views that he has. Does that mean that I'm a big fan? No, I just said I wasn't a fan. But what I am saying is this. We all have a First Amendment right. And if you can put together a reasoning 
And you can use logic behind that reasoning that tells people, hey, look, here's how I feel and here's why. It's okay. And that's why I found it so ironic because now Whoopi Goldberg, you know, gosh, Whoopi, I told you yesterday she nauseates me. But she has the first amendment right to say what she said about, you know, the Holocaust being about, you know, white people against white people against, you know, you know, man's inhumanity towards man. And of course, she's been wiped out. Now she's been given two weeks suspension, et cetera, et cetera. Now she's threatening to quit the view, which that'd be a great thing. Just get rid of her and have to look at her anymore. And now they're saying the only reason her name is Goldberg because her real name is Johnson is because she wanted to have a Jewish name to further her career in Hollywood, which is probably a good idea to be honest with you guys but the reality is this if that's what you want to do is further your career and that godforsaken place but the reality is is this now she's being subjected to the same cancer culture that she tried to subject william maher to this thing this cancel dance cancer cultural thing is eating its own tail i mean it is i mean it's destroying itself by destroying the very people that promote cancel culture in fact there was an article that says cancel culture is now officially a snake eating its own tail this is this is by submitted by QTR Fringe Finance, and it says the canceled culture story of the week this week has been brought to us by Whoopi Goldberg, who had just literally written hours ago about her grossly uninformed diatribe criticizing Bill Maher, who rightfully ridiculed COVID hysteria publicly on his show. One day after this article had been written by this guy, quoth the Raven is his name, Goldberg found herself in the crosshairs of cancel cultures after she claimed that the Holocaust, a genocide of six million people for being Jewish, was not about race but rather about man's humanity and the man because it involved two white groups of people. Now, I know Whoopi's an idiot. I got that, all right? I got that. But if that's her opinion, that's her opinion. You know, I, I talked to Dave Hodges about it last night, and I really respect a lot of the stuff that Dave says. And they said that basically she basically is a victim of her own cancel culture now. But but here's the thing. If she wants to believe that version of the Holocaust that she's basically spewing, now where's her historical history background? Does she have a Ph.D. in, in, in history? Does, does she have a Ph.D. in World War II, if there's such a thing? Does she have extensive research done as far as both sides of the narrative on World War II and the Holocaust? Well, no, of course not. She's just another blithering liberal who basically wants to spew her rhetoric to everybody who will believe it. Now, and that's okay because I canceled culture Whoopi Goldberg a long time ago because I don't listen to anything she says and I don't watch The View. I talk to you guys. I don't even have TV here at the house anyhow. What difference does it make? I don't watch stuff like that. But the reality is is that she have a right to spew her rhetoric. The answer is yeah. Uh, yeah and, and basically man's inhumanity towards man, I think it's a true statement of the doggone what she said the other day about whites against whites. That's not true because the Jews don't consider themselves to be white, the purest Jews. They don't consider themselves. They consider themselves to be Middle Eastern. And so it's an interesting concept, and it's so funny because we brought this stuff up a few days ago and nobody else wanted to talk about it on all news. Now everybody's talking about it on all news because it's the perfect example of how cancel culture basically eats its own. And this is what we're seeing happening with Whoopi. You know, she's being destroyed. Now she's threatening to quit. Now, there's, you know, like I mentioned earlier, they're saying, you know, she changed her name to Goldberg was because she wanted to be, quote, Jewish. And all of these different things are happening right now with this vast majority of people that consider themselves to be left-wing, radical, communist nutbags. This is what they are. Just to mention that, all of them. And so we have to realize that, you know, if we give them freedom of speech, which we need to, they have a right, okay? The only time I draw the line on freedom of speech is the pornography. I, I draw the line on that because there's because of the damage it does to children. 
that shouldn't be allowed on the Internet. Remember, George Bush told us 20 years ago when he was still president that he was going to wipe out the pornography industry, which is run by the Kabbalists out of Hollywood, and he immediately did not do anything because of 9-11. But he wasn't planning on doing it anyhow. But if you could get <clears throat> if you could get rid of the moral subversion caused by the pornography off the Internet, if you get that stuff off and, and you could get that, just make it just, just make the content basically uh, illegal because of what it does, it would help the Internet a lot. A lot. But back then, the only reason the Internet stayed in business was because of the content of pornography and all the porn channels and all the crazy stuff. As hard as that is for anybody to even want to believe in the fact that we now all use the Internet all the time. Because back then, I didn't use the Internet at all. 20 years ago, I didn't do it. But, guys, we need to understand that this canceled culture has come out now and is destroying its own self. I mean, it really, really has. And if we don't understand that, it's going to be a big problem for all of us because we can't be telling everybody that we want censorship you know, we can't look at Joe Rogan. You know, they came after Joe Rogan. The left came after Joe Rogan and basically said they wanted him off the air. But now they're trying to protect Whoopi Goldberg. And Joe Rogan is bringing medical doctors in who are specialists in their field. Now, I told you I'm not 100 percent in agreement with some of the stuff that Joe Rogan does or who's funding him. But the point is, a lot of the stuff that he is saying is conducive to basically the covid narrative being dismantled and making people realize that we've been lied to. Yeah, so, but, that, that, but remember, they went after Joe Rogan. Now they're going after Whoopi Goldberg. So we need to understand who these people are and why they do all of this stuff, guys. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and one other thing, too, I want to say this often. I want you to give me a comment on this, too, is Gregory Tony. Gregory Tony is a black officer out, out of Broward County, and he was appointed to replace Sheriff Israel. Now, I normally don't get, get this in the county news like this, especially in our state, but I wanted to say something about this. He was raised in Philadelphia. He attended Florida State University. He played football under Bobby Bowden. He graduated with a bachelor's degree in criminal criminology and subsequently obtained a master's degree in criminal justice. He's finishing his Ph.D. Okay, right now where he's getting a doctorate in criminal justice. And for several years, he's also served as an adjunct professor. He's a black guy, very smart guy. But when he was younger, he was attacked. His family was attacked when he was 14 years old, and he had to kill somebody to defend his family. Okay, And then he filled out an application on one of the applications for Tallahassee Police Department or wherever it was, and they had asked him if he had used drugs, and he had said that he had used, I think, LSD one time, and they wouldn't hire him because he had used the drugs. So he never put that back on another application. So now they're coming in. The people are so angry that Sheriff Israel was taken out of office down there, the people who run Broward County, just you guys do the math, that they now are coming after this guy full bolt and sinker and everything else and they're saying because he didn't disclose that he was a juvenile and he had his thing with the he was found not guilty by the way for killing this guy that that now they want him taken taken out as a sheriff and sanctioned and basically be thrown out in disgrace down in broward county because they have gone after him because they basically want a hardcore liberal because a few years ago two years ago he refused to make his officers wear masks in Broward County, and one of their officers, quote, died. They can't say it had anything to do with not wearing a mask, but they wanted to blame it on that. And because it's such a liberal, leftist, Kabbalist-controlled county, they now want to take their pound of flesh from DeSantis and have this guy fired. Now, should he have disclosed the fact that he got involved with that altercation when he was 14 years old on his application? I don't know what the laws are in the state that he did that in as far as juvenile disclosure. I don't know. Okay, you guys can make your own decision on that. Should he have disclosed that he had used 
you know, an illegal drug one time. Y'all's call on all of this stuff, guys. I'm not going to make any claims of judgment on this guy, but they're going after this guy with a witch hunt now because they don't want him there anymore because they're so angry that sure Israel was beaten in the last election by this guy. I'm letting you guys know that. So here's the bottom line to all of that. Be very careful when you're young, children, if you're listening to me, because the decisions that you make as a youth and the arrests that you get as a youth, whether they're sealed or not or expunged or not, if you ever decide you want to go to law school or get into law enforcement or whatever, a lot of this stuff's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Just thought I'd let you know that. Be very, very, very careful with decisions that you make because they may be a long, life-lasting decision that you were completely unaware of when you were 13, 14, 15, or 18, or 17 years old. Just a heads up for you guys. Austin, what do you think, and what's your next story, bud? Well, you couldn't be any more accurate with that. You're absolutely right. When you start having engagements like that with law enforcement and criminal records, um, they can haunt you. There's no question about that at all. And Sheriff Israel, well, I mean, he's a complete and total Kabbalist. I mean, if you look at the research and you look at his background, everything that happened with Parkland, um, it was a complete and total setup failure by him. I mean, he had two SWAT individuals that had just gotten done with training. And by the way, I've one of my good friends is SWAT team leader, the Polk County Sheriff's Department, and I've talked to him in detail about the incident that happened down in Parkland. And there were two SWAT individuals from out of county that came to Parkland during the shooting. I'm talking these guys just got done training, full kit, full gear, full mags, ready to deploy. And they were told, you're out of county. Stand down. You are not allowed to go into school. And they literally were standing there chomping. Guys, we're hot. We're in full kit. Let us loose. We'll light them up right now. There is no greater basically calling than this right here. We are SWAT, and we're here, and we're in full kit, and you got a shooter in the school. Let us loose. Absolutely not. You guys are not cleared to go in. Stand down. They did the same thing with EMT. They did the same thing when more law enforcement showed up. They made sure what was going on in that school was going to keep going on in that school until it was finished. And then they allowed law enforcement to go in and basically do cleanup, so to speak. That entire situation in Parkland was an absolute travesty. And my condolences still to the families of the children that were lost in that situation because it should have never happened like that. It should have never gone down like that. When you have hot law enforcement and full gear ready to deploy and you tell them to stand down, which by the way, all those stand down orders were from Sheriff Israel. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. He's, he should have been uh, basically sued for, you know, murder charges. That's that's my opinion on it. Now, I don't know the law and all that as far as what can go on with a sheriff that's pretty much been pulled out of office by DeSantis. But that is one thing that really got my attention with our governor down here in Florida. When DeSantis straight yoked Israel out of office, which I've never seen that happen before. I mean, he straight pretty much pulled him off the seat. I was like, okay, this guy isn't playing games. That's why I've had a significant amount of support for DeSantis 
throughout his entire career here. <laughs> I've had people ask me, well, do you want DeSantis to run for president? I said, no, no, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be selfish right now. I said, I want DeSantis to stay down here in Florida because there's no reason for him to run for president, because quite frankly, the entire aspect of the federal government is completely and totally corrupt. There's there's really no fixing it at this point without a complete and total flush. And the fact that people are still going along with the Trump train, and he came out the other day, I saw something, he came out the other day, and he said, well, if I get elected, I will basically consider you know, pardoning everybody that has been charged you know, with the January 6th. I'm sitting there going, dude, that's 2024. <laughs> Why didn't you do that beforehand? Why didn't you grab a flag with your secret service and walk up into the Capitol and tell everybody to follow you. You would have had a train a mile long as a sitting president walking into the Capitol building. And quite frankly, nobody really could have been charged at that point because they would have been following a sitting president going in the Capitol building. But he didn't do that. He ran back and did an interview and told everybody that they need to essentially go home. And, it was a complete and total joke. It was theater at its finest example. And that's exactly what we're seeing all across the board now. And Dad was bringing up a topic earlier, and he's exactly right about it. The aspect that we have seen now with the pornography industry on the younger generation has been absolutely horrific. There's a singer, Billy Elish. E-I-L-I-S-H, and she did an interview the other day, and I'm surprised it actually got any traction at all. And she flat out said that porn destroyed her brain. She said she started watching porn around 11 years of age, and she contributes that behavior and what she watched to be pretty much one of the worst decisions of her entire life, and it messed up her brain. I mean, she, she was flat out in this interview, and I'm not going to go into detail on some of the stuff she said just because we try to keep this show relatively clean and PG, but she, she's 19 years old now, and she said it was absolutely horrible what she watched, and she had no idea about it. And so that's exactly right. When you start allowing this type of sadistic, satanic imagery to be brought into your house, computers, iPads, Etc. It goes down the list. It has ramifications. That's why I have told people repeatedly, do not bring in those films into your home when it comes to, you know, uh, what's one, uh, Amityville Whorehouse or any of these extremely sadistic, satanic films. Don't allow them to be played in your home at all, period. If you absolutely cannot go without seeing a horror film, go watch it on the big screen. Keep it in the theater. And I'm still not even suggesting that as a good idea. But if that's what you need to do and you have to go watch that filth, keep it in the theater. When you start bringing that into your home, it brings in a whole level of demonic just imagery that doesn't need to be in there. And I've talked to individuals, I've talked to pastors, and they have said it repeatedly. When they go in, I've talked to one pastor, uh, one of uh, good friends that was um, uh, Lana's dad, 
my wife, my wife's dad, who, if you guys know, he basically is a pastor down in Ecuador. He's a missionary down there. And they've had issues with, you know, exorcism and stuff like that. And one of the individuals he's worked with has told him one of the main reasons when he sees these issues and they have to go in for exorcisms, it's because the filth and films that are brought into the house absolutely understand what you're bringing into your home. Because remember, the television was built as a mind control device. I went in detail on this a couple months ago on why they built it, what they built it for, and what it actually does. Understand it and realize, and this is why I've said repeatedly on the show, do not allow the mainstream media to penetrate your home. CNN, ABC, NBC, do not keep it going. I can't tell you how many times I've gone into businesses and they just have CNN just playing on the television. Like it's just, just normal. Like we're just going to, we're just going to play CNN all day long and you can feel it when you watch CNN just within a few minutes. You can feel the negativity. You can feel the mind control and the psyop that they're doing to everybody that's watching it. And so it's so important you understand and you monitor what's going on with that. Also, too, in other news, I told you guys earlier that GoFundMe pretty much froze the entire Canadian uh, trucker account, $8 million that was coming in. Well, now they're saying that the meatflation around U.S. cattle herds is basically going to go up significantly because of the drought that's going on. I have intentionally told everybody for years, and I don't say this as fear porn. I don't say this as just ranting. I intentionally tell everybody, it is that time. If you need gear, if you need food, if you need water, if you need backup supplies, if you need first aid kits, you need to start getting your preps in order. When What we're seeing right now with the Canadian border with the truckers, and now we're starting to see the U.S. truckers, which, by the way, the U.S. trucker uh, movement with, I think, 110,000 members, Facebook shut it down last night, completely scrubbed it, deleted the accounts that were running it, and completely scrubbed it off Facebook, which now is known as Meta, the metaverse, which I'm not going to get into that right now. This is why I have told everybody, make sure you're prepped when you need it, because when this stuff starts happening, they are going to censor, they are going to manipulate, and they are going to do full-blown psychological operations on the entire population when this occurs. It's not going to be something that happens and they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, everything's starting to collapse. You should probably get prepped. No, they're going to feed you garbage. Garbage in, garbage out. Understand what you're actually listening to and who you're actually listening to. Also, too, in other news, I told you guys yesterday about the horrific issues that we have now seen with the mask on the young children from the speech therapy that's gone up hundreds of percent to the young children now that can't even function in society. One of my good friends, Brad, was in here yesterday in the office, and he works at a high school locally. And I asked him, I said, there's no, there's no mass mandate in Central Florida at all. You know, Florida, for the most part, is wide open. I said, how many kids are in high school that are still wearing masks? He said, about 20%. 
I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. So about 20% of them still wear masks. And he said, I have now told those children pretty much if they are in class and they're trying to make a comment or say something to me, put it in writing, put it in a memo, put it in an email. He said, I'm done trying to communicate with people why they wear a mask. And I, I laughed, you know, it was kind of, it was, it was funny, but then I thought about it and I've dealt with the same thing. And I asked him, I said, well, what's going on, you know, with their, with their social skills over the last two years? He said, they're absolutely horrible. So they don't, they don't know how to socialize at all, period. They, they can't function. Pretty much everything's text, everything's phone. They really don't even understand how to communicate with one another face to face anymore, even when they're not wearing masks. And I just went, wow. And I had, I, you know, I had a flashback to my days when I was in college and I still remember when MySpace, MySpace first came about. And I mean, that, that was the pinnacle of social media. You know, you got on a computer and you logged into MySpace. You had the top eight and all the other shenanigans that came with it. But for the most part, your friends, anybody you knew, females, males, anybody around college, if you want to have a conversation, you just walked up and had a conversation. Or there's a group of friends and you just walked up and basically started talking to everybody. Apparently now, that doesn't happen anymore. Everybody is so geared because of what has happened over the last two years, everything is digital. And this is what I warned everybody about. And this is why they coincidentally, and I'm being sarcastic, brought in the metaverse right now with the complete and total engulfment of a digital reality that does not exist, that is not real, that they are starting to funnel these young adults into now and telling them, hey, this is the metaverse. You need to buy NFTs, which that stands for non-fungible tokens. In my opinion, they're worth nothing. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are going to argue with me on that. That's fine. You can have your own opinion on it. NFTs are not something that I have any interest in investing in. Trying to buy a $75,000 digital painting so I can display it in my metaverse is not something I have any interest in because, quite frankly, I don't even have a connection to the metaverse. I don't even know how to get into it because it's not anything I want to be involved in. It is all designed to keep people distracted and to keep people not looking and not focusing on their freedom, not focusing on their rights, and not focusing on Jesus. That is what it is all about, and they get to go in this digital world and completely just disconnect and do whatever they're going to do. I'm not even sure what they do in there, but they can run around and do whatever they want. And that's why you start reading about every thought of man was evil all of the time back in Genesis. And you wonder how it happened. You can see it starting to take place right now. What do you think, Dad? Well, is it, it isn't starting, Austin. It, it, it started It started with what happened after World War II. You're right. With the yeah. Frankfurt School coming in. I mean, this this is the whole destruction of the nuclear family yep. by the communist Kabbalist Luciferians who want to basically have sex with your children. I mean, that's pretty direct and blunt, but that's what these weirdos want. And if they can't do that, they want to sacrifice them to their gods through abortion or through just satanic rituals. This is the group that runs the planet. And, you know, and we were the first show, really. 
that started talking about this stuff, you know, almost eight years ago because we started talking about the interface. And let me tell you how I got to that conclusion. I started doing a bunch of research. I mean, because we do four to six hours of research every single day. And I started reading copious articles and books and everything else. And it always came back to the same group of people that took down Building 7. It was always the same group of Kabbalist Luciferians. It was always the same group that were pushing the Third Temple. It was always the same group that's the synagogue of Satan. It was always the same group that ran and owned the international banking cartels. It was always the same group that took down Russia and formed the Soviet Union and killed the Tsar's family. It was always the same people. And I started understanding that they want to bring in their, you know, (laughs) New World Order – you know, and they want to bring in and rebuild a third temple to bring their snake god, you know, from wherever he hangs out in this other dimension and have him basically in, be incorporated into human form via the Antichrist. And then I started realizing that the Christians have been basically sold a bill of goods with Zionism that was a nonsense. It was complete and total nonsense, all the way starting with the Schofield Reference Bible, starting even before that in 1850-60 with Darby. All of this stuff has been calculated for hundreds of years now to get us to where we are. So this destruction of the nuclear family by the Luciferian Kabbalists has been going on for a long, long time. The same group did it in Genesis chapter 6. We would call them fallen angels. Okay, We would call them the Nephilim, the offspring of the fallen angels, and they brought all of this knowledge and all of this filth and all of this perversion to the human species to corrupt it. And now they're doing the same thing with this metaverse, which supposedly, you know, Zuckerberg's lost like $200 billion in his value of his company. Now my response is, you're sick perverts. You know, who cares what you, what you lose or don't lose? Because he's another Rothschild Kabbalist cutouts all he is anyhow. They're always, they always pick these guys and they give them this notoriety and they share this power with them and they give them all of this money on this plane, this existence they're on here while they're on this earth, and they don't even realize because they're too stupid to understand the reality of what happens at the next level that you get to go directly to hell and you don't get to pass, you go and you, you go directly to hell. They don't get that. So they, 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 they give their entire future, all of eternity away for physical possessions on this planet and for to continue their rituals to share the energy and to feed these demons. That's the whole point of all of these guys. And when you understand that they're always the same group, and they're always being promoted by the same group who were infiltrated by the high levels of the Masonic Lodges several hundred years ago, and they infiltrated those lodges, and they started pushing the same agenda, and the Zohar, and you know Albert Pike, and all the rest of the weirdos, then you start to understand how invasive it is. Uh, last night I was sitting and talking to Sharon, and I said... People don't understand that, you know, the entire world is run through mafioso groups. And, and the money mafia is the one that's at the pinnacle of this to answer directly to the Luciferian wizards and warlocks and witches at the top level who interface with Lucifer himself. And that's what they want to do it all to us with a D-wave computer with an interdimensional interface and the metaverse be part of that, which, you know, metaverse in, in Hebrew means death. And, and what people don't get is that, you know, there's a book that everybody's to read. If you're always asking me what books to read, it's called The Money Mafia by Helluride. He's a former, basically, defense, you know, he was a cabinet off, cabinet level position for defense secretary for Canada. And he wrote a book years ago called The Money Mafia. You guys need to read it. And he talks about how this mafioso group, this group of Jewish, Russian, Chinese, American, Italian, Different mafioso groups all work together to coordinate illegal 
transfers of money and the sale of drugs all over the planet in order to further their goals and their objectives. And then in that same book, he talks about, you know, what's going on in other dimensions and what's happening with the book that Colonel Corso wrote the day after Roswell. I'm telling you, those two books are really important to read because it ties it all back together with what with what and who's running the planet. And when you get all that, you start to understand it. And then you understand why Biden is spending millions right now on transporting illegals while they commit crimes across the USA and how people are just getting fed up with Biden. But it's not Biden doing this. The same guys who took down Building 7. This is an article. The Biden administration loves to burn through cash as quickly as possible. They burned $340 million transporting illegal aliens in the United States this past year. Wow. Illegal border crosses have been flown around the country to small to mid-sized airports for months, and private companies and NGOs are helping to facilitate this, moving to the cities and towns in New York, Illinois, Florida, Pennsylvania, among others. The Transportation Security Agency, TSA, revealed that border crossers and illegal aliens were bypassing ID requirements and were being allowed to take commercial domestic flights. What? Try to get on. You try to get on a commercial flight without an ID. You see what happens. Bizarrely, they're able to use arrest warrants and federal custody booking records to board flights instead. What? Also, in the same time frame, Biden spent an additional $212 million on medical care for illegal aliens. Shockingly, shockingly nearly 46,000 unaccompanied alien children have crossed the border. The constant pandering to illegals, however, helped an illegal alien evade deportation to the U.S. after he's accused of killing a girl in Texas. And we can go on and read this whole article, but I'm going to go ahead and post it. But guys, listen to me. We're seeing this in our own neighborhood. Our own neighborhood is being overrun by South Americans who have no ability to even speak English and have no jobs. They sit around the household. They throw trash in their front yard. Yeah, they do. Go, you go look at the neighborhood. I don't know why they do that. I guess it's a cultural thing out of Mexico. I don't know. I remember the Mexican trash was laying everywhere. It's not like that when you go to Europe, when you go to Spain, you go to Madrid. It's one of the cleanest cities I've ever seen. But, guys, when you don't have to pay for something and it's given to you for free – a lot of times you don't appreciate it and you don't take care of it. We see that with Section 8 housing all the time. But, guys, this is the reality of what they're doing through Cloward and Piven. This is the ultimate expression of the destruction of a republic by bringing in illegals and destroying the very fabric of our society. That's why it's important that we all, as Christians, keep our hearts and minds in Jesus. Tell your pastors to talk about this stuff from the pulpit. It's time. It's time to say, Pastor, look, I don't need a four-year expose on Moses. I need to, we need to talk about what's going on and how we're losing the republic and losing the United States and losing the very fabric of Christianity here. Because Jesus Christ is the only hope that any of us have for any of this right now. Because without Christ, we're in a mess. You know, and even with Christ, because we won't use Jesus to who he says he was and basically realize that we're in blood covenant with him because of what he did – we're not using the authority and the power that he's giving us as Christians. That's why we're in this mess we're in. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'll also go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're absolutely right. And the problem is a lot of individuals won't stand up. They won't promote their freedom. They won't promote their rights. They just continue to go along with it because it's way easier to comply. I told you guys the other day. I saw an article again. Jacqueline Thieke, who's a speech therapist, she said there's a 364% increase in patient referrals of babies and toddlers trying to learn how to speak. Yeah, that's going on right now. 364% increase. 
she said one of the primary reasons this is happening is the face coverings and the speak the speaking skills are being significantly impaired because of this going on right now this is not an accident these school boards these teachers these communist indoctrination camps they're still trying to force these young kids to wear muzzles all day long it's not an accident guys and trust me it is not about their health and it is not about their safety or protection it is all about control and breaking the psyche of these young kids especially the young young kids as i told you guys earlier my friend over at the high school was telling me 20% of them still wear it as you see 80/20 rule still applies almost every single topic thank you again for the continued support thank you for the emails if you guys need anything feel free to give us a call healthmasters.com 1-800-726-1834 please continue to get the truth out to my friends and thank you for standing up for all of our rights because if one person does it they're standing up for all of us when two people do it it expands and continues to push the truth have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.